0: Hello everybody and welcome to the Spiritual Journey podcast. We're on episode 93. Love it. We're getting closer and closer to that hundred. Um, as always, I feel really, really blessed with this podcast. The messages that we receive every week really, really truly is a blessing. So just want to say thank you um, for all the listeners. Thank you for I know there's a lot of people that listen as soon as we release the episode on, on a Monday morning. So thank you. Really do appreciate it. Um When I started this podcast, really just wanted to, to read people. So our objective um, for this podcast is just to share whatever knowledge we have and just to get the message out there. So feeling very, very, very blessed. Um, we're getting more guests on the podcast. Um, I release a Cashing message every month so it really is getting a lot of traction so thank you have to have to start the podcast by introducing my beautiful co-host the stunning the healer extraordinaire the beautiful and now published author stacy brown stacy over to you do you want to introduce yourself
1: hi friends uh, really excited to be with you again my name is stacy i'm an intuitive i do readings for people around the world i'm an akashic record reader i am a a spiritual mentor and coach and love this podcast it's absolutely a passion project and along with that i did recently publish my first book journey to soul center discovering the gift of surrender it's available on amazon and audible
0: thank you stace and hi everybody i'm nims um i created this podcast a podcast creator podcast host as well as an Akashic record reader, Akashic trainer and a spiritual mentor and coach and um, yeah this episode is is going to be all about um, return to love and breaking free from fear but before we go into that I I love love the work that we do Stace. I, um, the Akashic records have changed my life, um, the mentorship program that I mentioned it was channeled through the records so I feel really blessed with all the souls that we're guiding, all the souls that um, we get to guide on the mentorship program and everything. And I know that um, I just want to start by saying we have a promotion on everything that we do. I feel blessed that um, I get to do what I do do on a day-to-day basis and really connect with souls and guiding them. So we decided to have a promotion, which has been running for a couple of weeks now, and it finishes in a couple of weeks, where we give 20% off everything we do. That includes Akashic Record, uh, getting a reading. That includes Akashic Training. That includes um, our mentorship program, which is a 12-week program that goes deep on really who you are. Um, so, yeah, everything we do, whether you want to book a reading, everything's available on both our websites. You can find the details on the show notes. Reach out to us. Mentorship is something that interests you. You can book a free discovery call. Um, perfect, beautiful time to work with us. And Stacey, anything you want to add before we jump into the topic?
1: No, I'm just really excited about all the people that we're helping. And I'm looking forward to pouring into more people.
0: Beautiful. And was, I'm looking forward to talking, diving deep into this topic too returning to love and breaking free from fear. I really feel that's like a kind of encaps- encapsulates what we're trying to do on this human journey, right? Is really return to love. A lot of the the kind of the programming that we have whether it's religion whether it's you know parental whether it's societal um a lot of it i feel does come from fear right um so it's that for me and as we get into the topic you know returning to love breaking free from fear it's you know breaking free from fear is is really breaking free from all the programming we've had everything we've had um the fear of failure the fear of not being enough the fear of um you know am i am i making the right decision and all of that stuff is really it's a lack of limiting belief and we tend to love is is who we are i'll always say that no matter what the question love is always the answer right so for me it's to summarize what we're talking about in this episode is really returning to to love yourself returning to a space of knowing that if you can start with loving yourself if you can truly fall in love with yourself on the inside as well as the outside from there everything external starts to become more loving right um doesn't mean that we won't have the human experience but returning to love is is for me is about being present in the moment being grateful in the moment, appreciating and loving yourself in the moment, loving everything around you. And I, I get I make it sound easy. But again, if we if you start with having a self-care routine, everything, all of our podcasts seem to center around making sure you have a, a strong self-care routine. But I really feel that's where return to love really begins from, right? It's that knowing that everything you need is inside you, all the love, all the joy, all the answers... And if you can do something to to love yourself on a day-to-day basis, that really is a really good place to start from in terms of returning to love. You know, fears do service. So if you have a fear inside you, it is a message. It is a trigger. It is something um, that says there's something inside you that needs to be healed. And it is a blessing. But understanding that fear, understanding where it comes from, and Healing the part that needs to be healed is also a big part of our journey. And releasing that fear is also part of returning to love. I feel that as a soul, as a when we come into this human existence, you know, as a baby, we don't know anything else, right? And when we cry, we get love. That's kind of the programming we get. Um, I believe that God's source, whatever you want to call it, and I know we have difficult times and sometimes we challenge it. But I feel that the love that God Source has for me is unconditional. And on this journey of returning to love, I am on a journey of truly wanting to fall in love with me the way that God loves me, unconditionally. And, um, you know, I really try and focus on being present in the moment, truly appreciating the love around me, the love inside me. And I believe that has a direct correlation to the loving relationships I nurture and create outside of it. So Stace, I'd love to know your perspective on this topic.
1: So it's interesting because when I um, was initially introduced to this topic idea, I was thinking about um, some of the dynamics of the relationships around me and you know, I'm in a space where I love myself and I try to be really aware of how I'm showing up in the world. But just because we are clear on how we're showing up in the world doesn't mean that the people around us are in that space. And I've actually never on this podcast, um, talked about my daughter's father, but I have to use this example. And Um, you know, we're raising a little girl in a co-parenting relationship that has had its ebbs and flows and we have, um, been through some really good seasons where we're on the same page. Um, we're definitely raising our daughter in two very different environments as far as the way he raises her versus the way I raise her in my home. Um, but one of the challenges that has come about is the difference in what, in, in the experiences that we want to give her and in the, the, the day-to-day stuff. And I, um, was settling in for bed last night and I got an angry text message, um, because my, my daughter really wants to experience the UK and she is, you know, seeing her mom excited about about this new season in her life and she wants to experience it as well. And I got this nasty text message from her dad that was like, you know, are you planting ideas in her head? And in the past, in dealing with a situation like this, I would probably go to a fear-based mentality where I would, you know, either lash out or defend myself in some way. And I chose to just kind of let it be. And the reason being is because I would be responding to his fear, his fear-based thinking with my own fear-based thinking, right? If I, if I lashed out and there was just this decision made that like, I, that's not the space that I want to be in. And so I chose to take a step back and recognize that his response to what's happening with my daughter is fear, right? He's afraid of her traveling far. I think he's afraid that I'm not going to bring her back, which is crazy. But I think there's these irrational fears that get heightened and then they're sent in a text message. And the reason why I'm bringing this up is because how often has that happened to any of us where we get a text message from someone that maybe isn't in the same loving space that we are in, right? And we get the message that is sent to us in fear of some kind and we immediately knee jerk respond to that fear with fear. So I'm bringing this up because I feel like it's, it's a relatable experience where you have an interaction with someone that's fear-based and your response is to mirror back to them fear. And it's, it's taken me a long time to, to not be um, like reactive right? Where someone says something to me or delivers something to me in fear. And I then react in fear. And it, it just was a really pivotal lesson for me in, you know, we talk about practicing the pause. And I just had this moment of introspection where it was like, I, I don't want to respond to this in the way that I would have in the past. I want to respond in a loving way. And the first thing is, there's always going to be some misunderstanding or misinterpretation when we're texting about something. And I don't know how we became a society that texts about serious matters. I don't understand that. But that's the first thing that I'm aware of, right? Is that in order for me to be loving in this, I can't convey that in a text message, right? And so if I really want to be in a loving space in dealing with this, I need to let the dust settle and let him process whatever he's processing. And then at some point, there needs to be a face to face conversation. And it has taken me years to get to this space. And there are times even now where I fall into old patterns of behavior of responding to fear with fear. But nothing changes if we don't change.
0: Yeah. So and
1: I. I would not be a good mentor if I didn't take the lessons as they're coming to me and, and integrate them. And the lesson that I've been getting in this season is I need to operate from a space of love when it comes to all of the relationships in my life. And I can't base it off of what the other person is doing. Right. Right. When we're talking about like returning to love, we're talking about returning to the center of who we were when we were created, right? And in that space, there wasn't fear. As, as children, we just love un- unapologetically, right? We are naturally loving beings. And that's the space that I want to stay in. That's the space that I want to be in when I'm interacting with people. And if I don't change that narrative, it doesn't change, right? So I, I, I'm i using this example because I decided that I wasn't going to respond and I'm just allowing him the space that he needs to be in his fear. Yeah. Just because someone else is in a space of fear-based thinking does not mean that we have to ride that train with them. And I think that's something that, I wish I would have known sooner, right? Because yeah. I have always been the type that like when something comes my way and someone comes at me with something or is upset about something, I immediately have a reaction, right?
0: Yeah. no, it's But um... the,
1: loving, the, the loving part can take some time to come to the surface. So the, the first response was, I'm going to respond and defend myself. This would be an amazing experience for our daughter. How can you deprive her of this? What are you thinking, right? But when I shift away from that and I give myself the space to process it, I'm very aware that he's got to come to that realization on his own. That's not a place that I can take him to, but I can give him the space to figure it out by not engaging and continuing the fear-based thinking. And I think that's where the power lies is that we have a choice not just in how we feel inside about ourselves and what we're putting out there, but in our, in our interactions with other people.
0: Yeah, very true. Very true. I mean, you made some really good points there in terms of, um, you know, I guess in summary, we can't always choose what happens to us, but we get to choose how we respond to what happens to us. And you mentioned practicing the pause and, a really powerful technique to to learn and maybe i'll go sidetrack there a little bit just to talk about it is that our first reaction is primal so you know it's like when you got that text our instincts is to be primal to react either either attack defend you know retreat it's primal it's in us but when you practice the pause you consciously pause and instead of reacting you choose how to respond so that's the difference. Instead of reacting, you respond. And when you re- when you respond, you get to respond from a space of love. And you know, Stacey, just to give some more context to the example um, that you gave, if, if people haven't list- listened, to the, the earlier episodes, is you know, Stace has spent a lot of time in the UK over the past 18 months or so. Um, you know, kind of on the stuff that we're working on, but she's now also um, her partner's in based in the UK. So She's got to experience a new existence, a new way of being. So that's opened her up to a whole new list of things. And obviously, you want your daughter to experience that. Um, but your daughter's father, um, you know, he he's lived all his life from where you live, right? So his 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 programming and his frame of reference is all based on. You know kind of hardly traveling and being in that location there's no right or wrong but it is programming right it's like you know it's like so sometimes when you're in conflict with somebody's understanding where the other person's coming from does help too. give it context and you know your daughter's on one side seen you changed and become this healer that you are um and seen how much the impact is of course she wants to experience what you're experiencing but in his head He's not experienced either, so he doesn't. And it's, it's not, it's not a, a logical reaction. But when you're in that fear-based space, logic kind of goes out the window, right? It's that because you're going from your programming. And I think a lot of the work that we do is really to help and guide people to understand their programming, make them aware of how we're making decisions on a day-to-day basis. And with that awareness, you can do something different. Because if you think about fear-based, it, it kind of goes through from understanding where the fear comes from. You know, Where is your fear-based mentality? What, what is, it? is it? Is it your programming? Where does it come from? Asking yourself, what are the consequences of living in fear? What is that fear that, that, that we experience on a day-to-day basis stopped us from doing? And understanding kind of the consequences of it kind of helps, again, drive why you need to do something different. You know, recognizing your fear triggers, and so it's like you know, ask yourself: When was the last time I reacted in fear? What was my triggers? What was happening? What where where did that fear come from? Really asking yourself these sort of questions helps you to understand where where the where the fear comes from, and then switching to a love based thinking is really again understanding how do you feel about that love? How do you feel about yourself? What can can you practice the pause? And understand where the other person is coming from, and change your approach, and really kind of understanding and asking yourself, and journaling about it, understanding your fears, understanding what love, love means to you, having a strong, strong self care routine, takes you on a journey to truly start to fall in love with yourself. And we've done a few, a few, um, a few episodes around this over the last couple of months on kind of overcoming fear and understanding your fear and I feel this this is like a continuation of, of that conversation, where really it's about understanding your programming, choosing how you're responding, and understanding what does coming from a loving space mean to you? And really asking yourself a question: Do you love yourself? Because I'll always say things like everything in your external world is a result of something in your internal world. Which means that when you're getting somebody reacting that way, then the question is, okay, what do I need to change inside me? Is there something inside me that needs healing? Because I really believe the universe always gives us signals, always, always wants to send us messages. So, you know, the 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 it, it's one of these topics which starts you on a journey to really understand who you are. I mean, I I know there's a you know, my journey, um, and I've, I've, I've lost both my parents at a relatively young age. Um, my mentor, um, who she only passed away when she's 38 years old. So I've, I've thought about my fear, um, and what are my fears? And, um, obviously I've worked on it and I did for a while, um, I wasn't there when mom passed away. I wasn't there when dad passed away. And I wasn't there when my mentor passed away. So there was a part of me, um, not of me dying, but I had a fear of loved ones. Maybe not just dying, but also leaving me. Because I had so many examples of of that happening. Um, but with the spiritual work that I've done and recognizing what happens to the soul And knowing that I only have control on what I do. I can only control this moment, who I am. And I can't control what other people do and whether they come and whether they go. And I've really worked on trusting my journey and understanding whatever's coming next is meant to come next. And, you know, people come and go, including if they leave this realm, um, that's part of the soul's journey. I don't know if I've ever been scared of me dying, and I don't remember if I have, maybe when I was younger. But I started to understand the fear of other people leaving leaving my world in that way. And I've really worked on, you know, ultimately, like I said, people are on the soul journey. People are on the soul having a human experience. And it's, it's there's a level of acceptance knowing that a big part of it knowing that the only person you can truly control is yourself, and if you can truly come from a a love based thinking, a love based response, there's a lot of power in that, and that allows you to find that peace within you. Because it's like when you find that peace within you, people will recognize it. People find feel the zen in you, feel the energy in you, feel the love in you, and You know, our aura, our energy is healing. But like I said at the beginning, as we started understanding your fears, it's a big part of moving to a more loving space. Because as as humans, we have two basic human needs. And, um, you know, Tony Robbins talks about it a lot, but it's that our two basic human needs is our need for love and the need to avoid pain but actually I need to avoid pain is in many ways so much stronger as a primal need than I need for love. So understanding that need to avoid pain, that need to, that that fear-based and kind of almost having a conversation with yourself and, and really understanding it and letting it go because you can only control how you respond allows you to really focus on your need for love then your need for love is you've got to ask yourself the question, am I looking outside for love? Am I looking for somebody to love me to complete me? Or am I looking inside for love? Because everything you need is inside you, right? And it's like, every, every, all the love you receive outside complements you, doesn't complete you. And again, I make this sound easy. It's never, right? It's never easy. There's We all go on a journey of, of, of sometimes looking outside for things, but it's that Reminding yourself to make sure you spend time loving yourself, looking inside for your answers. And really, like I said, the universe is always giving us lessons. So when something happens to you that you're triggered, really asking yourself a question, how is this serving me? What is the lesson here? So moving from, you know, reacting to responding, I feel is a basis for a lot of what we're talking about. So Stace, I've just gone off a load of tangent um, and wanted to give context on, on your story just, just in case people haven't heard the previous episodes. But what would your advice be as uh, people on this journey to truly kind of return to love?
1: Well, so it's interesting because I've had a few clients recently who are in like contentious relationships, right? Where their partner is either a narcissist or um, is disconnected from their needs and they're not working in a loving partnership. And, you know, I was kind of like hashing out, like what that looks like. And it's interesting because I think a lot of us in today's society go to a place of if the relationship isn't working, loving what you want it to be, the answer is divorce, and it's funny because you know that's that's the step that ended up happening in my life not that long ago but that's not actually what i advise people to do when they're in an unhealthy relationship and just follow me on this you can divorce someone and say okay i'm done with this relationship but if you have children you still have to work together with that partner in some way so when i'm working with people I actually don't come from a space of, okay, be done with the relationship, like just get this person out of your life. I actually come from the space of, let's start with you and how you're showing up in the world and how you're loving yourself. Because the thing is, it's an inside job. And if you're not in a loving space with yourself, then it's impossible to navigate what you want to do or what should happen in your relationship. So when someone comes to me and says, I'm like, like the clients I've had recently, I'm in this unhealthy relationship. I'm not happy. I say, okay, I'm hearing you say that. But then what I do is I work with the client on how they feel about themselves and how they're showing up in the world, because if a client is not loving themselves they're more than likely going to be in a relationship that's not loving because that's what they've drawn to them in their lack of self-love. If we bring the client to a space where they're loving themselves, they're showing up for themselves and they have a relationship with themselves, then they're more likely to be able to evaluate the situation they're in and make a decision based off of that and what they want to do. So I have a client who just started with me and She is in a relationship with a narcissist and very much has put her own needs on the back burner. And on this first call, it was about bringing her needs to the forefront and saying, okay, what is it in your life that you need to love yourself actionably on a day-to-day basis? And you would think that I would go to the space of, okay, this relationship is the problem. But really, it's the relationship with herself that is a problem that drew in this type of relationship. Now, keep in mind, she's been with this person for a large portion of her life. She's in her 40s now. They met when they were in their teens. I mean, they were still kids, right? And they've been in this relationship for decades. There are habits that have formed, there's a way of being that has happened. And my own reality was in my family life and my dynamic, when everything happened with my son, we went through a trauma, I completely forgot that I had control of myself and I was trying to control everyone around me. And I I'm finding just in the early stages with this client, same kind of thing. She's trying to control her environment and how she is with her husband and how she is with her kids and how she is with her job. And yet she hasn't turned inward to recognize the one thing she has control of is herself. And so the first thing we're going to do and target in her, in her program is forming a deeper connection with herself and a more loving vibration in the relationship and how she feels for herself. Because once we do that, it has a ripple effect on every area of our life. And I think about myself, right? I spent a, a large portion of my life not knowing how to love myself. And the Stacy that didn't love herself is the one that married my daughter's father who also doesn't love himself, right? And now in this season where I love myself and I'm showing up for myself and I've formed a relationship with myself, the way that I approach the, the dynamic with him is very different. And so what I'm hoping for my client is that we'll take her on a journey of loving herself and taking action towards having a relationship with herself. And from that, there will be a ripple effect that's created in her life that will give her the clarity of whether or not she can stay in this relationship and move forward, right? But we can't really make deep decisions like that when we're not in a space of loving ourselves because ultimately we're then making a fear-based decision. So I'm finding it fascinating in this season to be like reminded in my personal life of of how much I have grown and changed and how I do things differently to seeing how I'm guiding clients through a very similar circumstance and situation of going deeper in the self-love journey. And it's powerful because when we love ourselves, our whole energy is different. Our energy towards the way we handle ourselves and the way we show up for ourselves is different, but it's also the interaction that we have with other people, right? Because when we love ourselves and we're consciously working on having that dynamic with ourselves, it it radiates into all other areas of our life. The same way that when we're in a bad mood or we're upset about something has a ripple effect on other people, right? Think about when you've been out on the road driving and someone has road rage and they cut you off, right? And you can feel your blood boil because this person cut you off. And then, oh my gosh, it starts this like chain reaction, right? And we get so ticked off, but like, this is the same thing. When we are conscious of how we feel about ourselves and we are actively pursuing a loving relationship with ourselves, it allows us the clarity to have more loving relationships surrounding us. And so whether it's a current partner or a past partner, our approach with them is totally different when we're coming from a space of love.
0: Very true. And the other thing, I guess, if we move on to kind of the soul contract perspective is the people in our lives are there to teach us something. They're there to expand us in some kind of way. And in some way, maybe they're guiding us to return to love. So it's that, you know, Stace, the example you give, um, of, you know, the first thing we want to do is if something's not working, you know, we want to cut that part of our, our, you know, part of our life out of the way and, you know, kind of free ourselves up from that energy. And sometimes that is the answer. Um, but unless you heal that part of you that attracted that pain into your life or that relationship into your life, what's stopping you from, being, from attracting the same thing, right? So it's really, it's a powerful thing you shared in terms of really kind of going deep on what's what's causing you the pain and accepting that you've been part of it. And, you know, if you have it, if you have manifested relationship that doesn't, that's not working, then... In some way shape or form you have manifested that so what is it teaching you and you know what does the soul contract look like a soul contract looks like i want to experience this in this lifetime and it could be pain it could be heartbreak it could be love it could be unconditional love and you attract another soul to help you experience that and once you've integrated the lesson so maybe the lesson is um moving from a fear-based approach to a love-based approach and if that's if that's what your lesson is in this lifetime then you may attract somebody that's that's that you attract with from a fear-based perspective but actually understanding and then asking yourself some of the questions that we've raised on this podcast allows you to understand that fear release that fear and then really try and stop falling in love with yourself and realize everything you need is inside you and you start to fall in love with you then maybe that maybe that relationship, if it can't move to a love-based, just naturally dissolves in whatever way it's meant to, right? But it's like, I guess, in summary, everything, if you're trying to move to a love-based approach, your answer always starts with falling in love with you. And you know, I'm sure we've all done it, right? I mean, I've 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 attracted relationships where uh, early in my life where I I know I was trying to so-called complete me, you know, it's like once I'm in this relationship, I'll be happy. And, you know, over time you do realize that actually if you are not, if you don't love yourself, then how can you expect someone else to love you? And that's that's where it always has to begin. And it's like, you know, really looking at the people in your lives and maybe Asking yourself, I mean, I, I'll always say that people come into your life either for a reason, season, or life. So some people are just in your life for a season. They just come and go. They're with you. They're maybe not here to teach you something major. But other people come in for a reason. And understanding what that reason is. And so just looking at your relationships, you say, okay, how is this person expanding me? What is this person here to teach me? Maybe this person here is... is is you're attractive from a fear base. Okay, so how did I expand with, this, with that relationship? How can I release that fear to, to really help me to understand the love that I'm looking for inside? They say that the, the, the five people that you interact with the most on your day-to-day basis gives you a big clue as to what's happening inside you. So I encourage all the listeners, look around you, what, what's happening in your world? Are you, do you love your world? Do you love the people around you? Do you love yourself? What's happening in your external gives you so many clues as to what's happening in your internal. And so often we, as you said, we want to fix ourselves. But then what if we don't need fixing, right? What if we're exactly where we're meant to be on this human journey and once you start to integrate the lessons, understand your programming, becoming aware, then it starts to become a little more love-based. I can't say it's easier because who knows who decides what's easier or not easier. But it's also interesting, another example you gave that, that the clients you're attracting, what you've been through helps you to guide them. And that's the other powerful thing is, what if everything we've been through is training us for what's coming next? and you know you just you, you shared a great example of some of the clients that you know that, that you recently attracted and you can guide them based on your experience and that's what we can all do as as we truly understand ourselves as we truly understand our journey um we can start to if we choose to it's always a choice we can use our experience to guide others and the first thing we always think of is i wish i knew this earlier none of us have a time machine everything we've been through has made us the person that we are today and that insight helps us to truly start to fall in love with ourselves powerful conversations as, as always Stace, what's, um, and again I get we may, may make it sound easy I'm always conscious of, of, of that and it's just um, you know this human experience isn't easy especially when you're talking about about love and loving yourself we're the most judgmental on ourselves right we, 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 we just you know some of the conversations we have with ourselves if we had it with that same conversation with friends I'm sure that those friends wouldn't be friends with us anymore right so why are we hardest on ourselves it's just really interesting right when you when you really look at this human existence is we, we expect a lot from ourselves we judge ourselves a lot and um, you know, moving to a, a love-based approach is really understanding that judgment. So I would recommend for our listeners is just take time today and truly ask yourself that question: Do I love? Do I love myself? What can I do today to really kind of go on a journey to truly fall in love with this, with myself? And we'd always recommend having a strong self-care routine. And moving to a love-based routine, um, approach is always starting with something that you can do for yourself, and that uh, self-care routine has to include some kind of movement because you know as as humans we're meant to move, right? We're not we're not meant to just be um, stuck in the same place. So some kind of movement, um, some kind of meditation, some kind of connection to source, whatever that looks like. Um, praying if that 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 appeals so for me you know praying is asking for our meditation is listening um obviously journaling we talk about journaling a lot on this episode and um you know journal journaling is a great way of, of of brain dumping dumping the things that um that's inside you that that needs to be released but then being intentionally grateful and then manifest what you want. And just as a side note, um, if you go to um, Stacey's website, which will, the links will be in the show notes, and you just, you register there with your email address, she has a great journey technique and um, you'll get a PDF with, with all that journey technique is, it's life-changing. So, um and actually if you go to my website and register, you get a free meditation. So there's just, there's a lot of, um resources out there that helps you to connect with you. And journaling is, is always, always, always a good 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 thing to do to really release what's happening and understand what's happening inside you. So Stace, what would your advice be um, to someone who's struggling to to move from a fear-based to a love-based? What would you advise? I mean, be- I
1: think the first thing is getting in touch with yourself. And you know, we talked about practicing the pause earlier think when you're in a space where you're not sure if your thinking is love or fear-based, I think it's really important to be introspective. Sometimes that can be, you know, taking a drive in the car and being alone with your thoughts or taking a walk out in nature and, and connecting. But I think there needs to be space to process what we're going through. And I think very often in life, we... react we react to what's happening around us instead of taking the time to really think about how we want to respond and when we give ourselves the space to look inward and kind of evaluate that's where the clarity comes from right and so often I think about like how I was as a parent when my older kids were young and so much of how I parented was reactive to what was going on around me and like survival mode. And I, I don't think that that is conscious parenting the way I know it now. You know, it was like, everything that I did was just reacting to whatever scenario I was in that I needed to somehow figure out and solve. And a lot of that came from like being a single mom and trying to navigate so much on my own and, um you know i have a big age gap between child number 3 and child number 4 and i find that the way that i'm parent parenting her is very very different than the way that i parented the older 3 some of its experience some of its age but a lot of it is the fact that i come from a more loving space now than ever before that i've really worked on having a connection with myself and with my higher power and instead of reacting to everything that happens as it happens, I really incorporate that pause into everything that I do, whether it's responding to something that's happened with my my daughter at school, whether it's interacting with another parent, like whatever it is that that, it, that is involved in this process of parenting, I've just become so much more intentional And so I would encourage our listeners to really take the time to think through and feel through what it is that's happening around you before you respond or react to it. And allowing yourself that space to say, am I coming from a loving space or am I coming from a fear-based space? Because the answer is usually there pretty quickly, right? If we've got anger if we've got fear, if we've got hurt, if we've got pain, all of that is falling under the non-love category, right? We're coming from a loving space. There's compassion, there's understanding, there's patience, there's introspection, there's clarity. And so the vibration of the two feels very different. And so if we're in a space of fear-based thinking, then we're probably going to feel like a knee-jerk, I have to respond to this right now. And i'm right and this person is wrong or i'm angry or i'm hurting or i'm upset or i'm tired right or i'm hungry i mean all of those things fall under under a fear based response to whatever's happening around us and so i i really do feel that when we go from a space of i think to i feel we were also provided with a lot of clarity right yeah. so i I would say to our listeners, really taking the time to ask yourself the harder questions is important in how you interact with others and how you respond to the world around you. And when we take the time, right, like, like, I guarantee you, we're just, we're going to get real personal here. I guarantee you, if my daughter's father had taken till today to message me about the interaction he had with my daughter, about her going to the UK, et cetera. He probably would have handled things differently. But in the heat of the moment, afraid for his daughter to go to another part of the world and in the anger of wanting to defend himself, fired off that text message. I'm sure if there had been some thought about what he was saying and what he was feeling, the text message would have been totally different. And I just, you know, asking our our listener, like, have you, have you been in a space where you've been upset and fired off that text message? Because we've sure all we've been there. All,
0: yeah, we've all been there. I'm we've sure. all
1: been there, right? Where we've in the moment, knee jerk, sent that text message that if we look back at it and we had allowed ourselves some time to process and come from a loving space, then our text message would have been a lot different, right?
0: Yeah, no, 100%. And, you know, I guess practicing the pause. And what does that, going back to previous experience is a great thing to do. But also just watch yourself over the next few days and just what does practice the pause look like? It is, if somebody perceptibly attacks you via text, via direct, via whatever, just breathe. Take a few breaths in and just, how do you really feel about that? Stacey, you gave a great example. You chose not to respond. We don't always need to react straight away. If we receive a message, what's happened to us recently where we feel like we've got to react straight away? Oh, my God, if we don't respond to a text message within a couple of minutes, why don't we breathe? Why don't we let the other person calm down? Why don't we calm down? And that's maybe the simplest Recommendation we can get from this podcast is is to breathe. Take a moment and just breathe. And the other thing I would recommend is spend time with you. Spend time with yourself, whether it's in silence. And I get we all have, all lead busy lives. There's a lot going on, and sometimes it's um it's hard time hard to find time for ourselves, right? But finding five minutes just to be in silence and be present with yourself understanding how you really feel and it's difficult sometimes right because stuff comes up but really asking yourself how do you feel about you is a big start to truly fall in love with you the one recommendation i actually haven't mentioned is mirror work i think i mentioned in an episode a couple weeks ago and that is what mirror work does it helps you to fall in love with you from the inside because they say your eyes are windows to the soul so what mirror work does is 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 allows you to connect and forward and up with you from the inside and what i mean by mirror work is looking at your looking looking at yourself in the mirror through your eyes connect when you look through look at the mirror connect with, with through your eyes connect with you on the inside feel you on the inside and, and it takes a bit it may take a minute to the, the first and just feel that connection and then just say whatever comes to mind, whether it's I love you, whether I normally recommend, I appreciate you, I thank you, and I love you. Powerful technique to build that muscle to truly love yourself from the inside. And, um, you know, this, it, it is a, you know, moving to a love-based, it is an interesting journey, right? It is a, you know, it's not, it's not as black and white as, okay, you know what, today I've decided to move to a love-based approach. It takes work. And You're gonna go up and down. There's gonna be things that happen to you that you don't want to re- you don't wanna react, but maybe you sometimes do be kind to yourself. Learn from what you've done, and you know, maybe do something different next time. And none of us have a time machine. Well, I haven't anyway, so I can't go back on some of the things I've done, but I can consciously choose what I'm gonna do moving forward. And um, Stace, as we close out this episode, you know, I was asking for some general prompts. So what, what are the And I really do feel falling in love with you. Um, Journaling is a really good thing to do uh, to understand how you feel about you. But as we think about the journal prompts and close out this episode, what what would you recommend the journal prompts be?
1: Well, I would just ponder some of the interactions that you've had with people lately and ask yourself, you know, How have I responded to those things? Am I responding in fear or am I responding in love? Because I think it's important to first evaluate your interactions with other people because it's going to tell you a lot about the space that you're coming from. If you have a lot of stress and contention around you, probably a sign that you're not um, operating in a space of love, right? So I think it's about just taking a closer look at the interactions of people that you've had recently and saying, have those interactions been love-based or fear-based? And then once you know that, ask yourself why, right? And then maybe go into a little bit of journaling about how you feel about yourself and just take some time to be um, thoughtful and um, open and see what comes up when you ask yourself the question, do I love myself? After you've asked yourself the question of what have my interactions with other people been, because if your interactions with other people have been contentious or stressful or distant or frustrating, usually it's a sign that you're not operating from a space of love and therefore you've got to gain some clarity on what you feel about yourself.
0: And just, just to add one, think about the top five people in your life, the one that you the, the interact with the most. And ask yourself what are they here to teach you because sometimes we we get trapped into the emotion of those relationships rather than understanding what those relationships are here to teach us so um stace i love this space i love sharing this space with you um i you know we have some guest interviews coming up um so i'm excited for where this podcast is going to go i want to remind everybody that we have a promotion on everything we do right now so, you know, what, if, you want to, if you want guidance to to really move to a, a love-based approach, reach out to us. We'd love to work with you, whether it's through coaching, whether it's through mentorship, uh, maybe it involves opening the cash records and really understanding your soul journey. Whatever that may be, we have different options so you can connect with us and work with us. We, like I said, now's a great time. We've discounted everything we do by 20% um we love what we do and we love you know kind of connecting with souls and guiding souls really believe that anyone that's meant to work with us it's it's a soul contract we're meant to guide them so if our voices resonate if we touch you at a, at a heart level and you really feel it then maybe reach out and and work with us in some kind of way and um sending lots and lots of love and light out this is a an intense topic um but we really do. I really do hope it helps you to truly fall in love with you. Sending everyone lots and lots of love and light. Uh, feeling blessed with this space. And Stacey, I'm going to hand over to you to close us
1: Thanks everybody for being here. Another great episode. We would love when you rate and review, and let us know. Um, you know what other content you would like to see. Send us a message. We love hearing from all of you. Thanks again for being here.
0: Thank you, everyone. Bye for now.